This is Logistics Strategies Radio, your source for logistics-related news, commentary, and the latest trends in the logistics and supply chain management industry. I'm your host, Dave Goldberg. Today, we'll be interviewing Anthony Nuzio, logistics industry expert and educator and founder of ICC Logistics Services, a logistics consulting firm with locations in New York and North Carolina. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate well, this, it. This is your first time on the show, so and we do hope to have you back because I've heard so much about you, and I'm sure you have great stories to share with our listeners. I want to start out with uh, asking you some questions about the industry and your involvement in it. You've been in the business for over 45 years. Looking at you is kind of hard to believe that. But, oh, uh, you're so kind. Well, <laughs> it, it is radio, folks. Um, <laughs> you have to take my word for it. How has the logistics industry changed over the years? Uh, Great question. Uh, I think the major difference for me is that when I entered this industry, it was a very tightly regulated industry. Um, And what that meant was that the federal government, through either the Civil Aeronautics Board or the Interstate Commerce Commission, required that all freight carriers publish rates uh, in tariffs, file those rates in tariffs with the Interstate Commerce Commission and the Civil Aeronautics Board, and they did not have the ability to deviate from any of those rates and charges. So if we refer this to the airline industry, that's why today you find passenger in seat 3B paying $1,500 for a flight and passenger in 3C paying $500 for, for that same flight. Um, the same thing went came, came about in the... Um, motor carrier industry and the railroad industry in 1980 when they deregulated uh, the economic regulation of rates. And today we have what I like to call, let's make a deal, Um, because it's a very, very competitive market. We're seeing discounts and incentives being offered in the 80 and 90 percent range, and the shipping public um, kind of buying into that concept that, wow, I'm getting the best rates because I'm getting an 89 percent discount. Uh, may not be uh, the exact truth, however. Speaking about changes to the industry, um, in January of 2015, both UPS and FedEx announced that they'd be charging dimensional weight pricing, uh, they call it dim weight, to small ground packages. That's not a new practice, right? Uh, That's correct. Actually, dimensional weight pricing's been in place in the airline industry for as long as I can remember, and also on the international side uh, of businesses, what UPS and FedEx did in January was target the uh, online shippers um, because of the larger packages that they're shipping. Taking up more volume in the... uh, Exactly. You know, the freight carriers sell space. Let's face it. That's what their business is. So the more space you take up in the vehicle, the more the carriers need to charge you. And are they assuming that the larger the item, the heavier it is as well? Is that why that... Yeah, it's it's a, a factor that takes into account the volumetric weight, uh, if you will, versus the actual weight of the package. So really, you're better off shipping a brick as opposed to a huge box of bubble wrap. Uh, Technically, you're correct. Exactly. How is dim weight actually calculated by the carriers? Uh, Great question. What the carriers do is take the dimensions of the outer package. So it's the length, width, and depth of the package. And then they divide those totals by what they call a dimensional weight factor. And what's interesting is that both UPS and FedEx over the past several years have been reducing 
that dimensional weight factor, which then leads to a higher dimensional weight of the individual packages. Um, the the um, change they made in January affected the um, smaller ground packages because back in 2013, uh, during the peak season, Christmas peak season, UPS could not deliver a tremendous amount of packages um, in time for the Christmas holiday because, again, these packages were taking up a lot of space on the trucks. Interesting. So they attributed that experience in 2013 for the reason to change their pricing structure? Well, I think that was part of it. As I said before, they began to reduce these dimensional weight factors uh, a year or two before. So I think this was something that they've been planning for, for, for a while. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. Wow. How can a client mitigate the impact of those charges? Probably the, the major impact would be to change the packaging. Um, again, you've everybody that's ordered something offline gets this nice big box and they open it up and it might have, you know, uh, uh, one lipstick or it might have a stapler. In fact, we had an instance where we ordered a stapler from Staples and it came in this box that was like one foot by one foot by one foot. And the only thing that was in the box was a stapler. Sure. So that that's a killer for that. Um, the other thing is to negotiate a higher dimensional weight factor with your freight carrier. And that's where a lot of shippers are not aware that that is something that they can do. Um, and just to give you an idea of the impact uh, on this most recent change on the ground packages, uh, our estimates are that it will increase, could increase costs by as much as 25%. And when you talk about change packaging, do you actually get involved in consulting with your clients about how they can better package the items they're shipping? Yes, that's certainly something um, we can introduce them to uh, packaging experts that we work with uh, to help them design packages that would be, uh, you know, better for the packages that they're shipping. You know, one thing that concerns me is that a manufacturer might decide that they want to streamline their packaging, um, wind up putting their item in a smaller box, and then there's increased uh, damage, perhaps. Yep. That's an issue. And, and again, one of the other things that's happened over the years with the explosion of online shipping and the folks who are doing that online shipping didn't want to have 15 different varieties of boxes. Sure. So what they did was kind of standardize, let's use one or two. Small, medium, and large. Small, medium, and large. And that's what's created a lot of the problem. Well, that's a lot to think about. Um, how can listeners learn more about this change and other changes that are coming down the pike, Tony? Uh, Dave, we would love for them to visit our website, uh, ICC logistics.com and also our blog website which is uh, logisticsstrategies.com we post uh, new new uh, posts uh, at least once every two weeks and we try to make sure that our readers uh, get to hear what's going on in the industry and what's important so people reading the blog at logisticsstrategies.com can learn about information that affects or that might affect them in terms of shipping this is not specifically for your clients that's correct great so be sure to take a look at that if you're a listener and you would like to learn more about changes to the shipping industry and how it can affect you, uh, check out their blog, logisticsstrategies.com. Thanks, Tony. I hope you will uh, join us again at some point in the near future. Dave, I'd be delighted to. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. For those of you listening, this has been Logistics Strategies Radio, your source for logistics-related news, commentary, and the latest trends in the logistics and supply chain management industry. I'm your host, Dave Goldberg. We'll see you again next time. Logistics Strategies Radio is produced by Digital Waterworks Corporate Communication Production. 